Hi, and welcome to NARC, Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Collaborators. Today we're going to talk about the aftermath of the current pandemic and its effect on how narcissistic our society turns out to be. Will the post-pandemic period signal the end of ego? So for some time now, there has been an increasing number of what I will call hollow men. comes from one of my favorite poems, The Hollow Men. And they are the empty men, the vampires, the zombies, the ones who are deficient with empathy and compassion and remorse and intimacy and all those things that are necessary to be in a relationship with a real person. They don't have those things um, because they're damaged. And um, so I've read a lot of material lately um, that suggests that this mandatory quarantine situation could have a positive effect on people suffering from narcissistic personality disorder. Um, It says they will be forced to relinquish some of the control and manipulation that they're so famous for and be sequestered away from their adoring groupies and happy harem and receive copious amounts of time with themselves to reconsider the vapid emptiness within. We live in a culture of entitlement, selfishness, egotism, and suffer from a lack of empathy which manifests in our our inability to stay home for the sake of other people during this quarantine social distancing time. But the collective consciousness of selfish people does not mean that they are all suffering from a personality disorder. Everybody has a little bit of narcissism, and that word is used much too freely, I think, these days. I'm talking about the people who have the personality disorder, this malignant type of narcissism that impedes their ability to function as normal human beings, even though they may appear high-functioning and successful and wonderful. They are missing some very uh, critical components that they need to have to be healthy, um, true human beings that are okay. So I think that under the right circumstances, this a tiny shred of compassion and social responsibility might be discovered and cultivated with some people with personality disorders if they were put in certain circumstances where I've often thought I would love it if I could have just taken my husband and taken us to some deserted island where just the two of us would live there for the rest of our days. He would be cut off from all of the distractions of the other people who could provide more fuel and more excitement and more adoration than I was capable of sustaining. He couldn't look away all the time seeking that to fill that empty space within because he would be just with me on that island. And I wondered, would he continue to be this ravenous um, parasite that's constantly looking for fuel from people in the form of 
oh, you're so wonderful and so handsome and so perfect and so sexy. Would he be still like that? Or would he be forced to modify his behavior? Would he be forced to change and fill in those gaps and holes that he has in himself with something healthy instead of what he normally fills those with, which is not a good thing. Anyway, the true narcissist um, is an epidemic that's running concurrently alongside this COVID-19, and it poses a similar threat to society because there's more and more narcissistic, sociopathic, psychopathic people in charge of everything. They're in the highest positions of power. I will name no one, but you know what I'm saying. So there seems to be more of them. If you think about it, if you look at all the characteristics and tick all the boxes, and there seems to be an increasing number of them. It is, I think, a a personality disorder epidemic for cluster B personality disorders. And um, so the question is, can the narcissist use their time during this crisis when they're sequestered and cloistered away to truly have a come to Jesus moment and suddenly grow a conscience and grow some empathy and all of that for the suffering of other people? Well, here's my answer. I'm going to say, I'm going to wager a resounding Here it is. No way, Jose. No way, Jose. Unlike the self-absorbed masses who might just need a wake-up call like someone near to them getting sick and dying or something like that, the disordered individual with the personality disorder is beyond redemption and incapable of the emotions and awareness that human beings have to possess just to be human. There is a growing constituency that is appalled by the behavior of citizens during this current crisis. We all have much to lose. Jobs are disappearing. Retirement funds are shrinking. Um, Our homes are in danger of, of being foreclosed upon and taken from us. Basic expenses for food and shelter have become perilously endangered. Right? So many horrible consequences of this virus. Horrible consequences. I don't think anyone denies that. We all know this is a game changer. It's huge. It's global and it affects everyone. And I'm one of those people. I've worked full time, multiple jobs, you know, nose to the grindstone. Uh, pedal to the metal, full force, played by all of the rules all my life for 40 years, 40 plus years of my career, my professional career. Uh, I have done this. I have worked hard, no break, no time off, year after year after year. Of course, I want to reap the benefits of a lifetime of labor so that I can have a secure golden years, but that's endangered. That's probably not going to happen. There is not going to be retirement. There's not going to be comfort or anything anytime soon. 
Our collective lifestyle as citizens of the planet is shifting in ways that will never return to the pre-pandemic proportions. I just don't see that happening. Group gatherings and schools, sporting events, restaurants, gyms, movies, bars, and I could go on and on. All of that, it's likely to never return as it did before. I just don't think it is going to come back like in the same way that it was without alteration. I just don't see that happening. Change has already happened. There is no turning back the clock. We can grieve about it, stamp our feet, um, have hissy fits, demand things to change magically back to normal. But the hard reality is that we're going to need to envision some new and different way of doing things in the future. And this is where we have a choice. I'd like to talk about that choice. So we can cling to the past and try to reclaim a similar structure and semblance of of whatever this is that is probably never going to fully return. Or, Or we can accept that this is an opportunity to create a new system that is improved and more equitable and just more efficient and fair and all of that for everyone. So let's think about what does that have to do with narcissistic personality disorder? A person with NPD is incapable of change. We are capable, but they are not. Um, And we can learn to adapt and envision and create and collaborate and grow into a new paradigm that is a new 2.0 version of the old one, but they cannot. They cannot. They can fake it, but they can't really change. They can look like they have. They can take on a whole new persona, step into a whole new costume, a whole new skin, which is really creepy, but it's true, a whole new skin, so that they're wearing uh, this, you know, full body armor is kind of what I see when I think of a person with NPD. There's no vulnerable spot on them. and they're locked locked down. So let's just take a look at our current systems that are broken. The things that have failed for a long time now, yet they just continue year after year because it's status quo. Our political system, our economic system, cultural belief systems, they're all broken and diseased. They must be allowed to die off and be replaced with healthy new systems that work for all people all of the time. There's a lot of people out there today who think different things, like, oh my gosh, this is the end of the world, this is the apocalypse, this is the Armageddon, this is, this is the end. Other people say, oh, this is the big um, planetary shift, the new w- awakening, everybody's going to be woke at the end of this, where there's going to be like a, two worlds, and there's going to be one world with higher fifth, fifth dimension vibrations, and another world that gets left behind with all the yucky stuff. It's going to be a lower vibration, third dimension kind of worlds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This all sounds great. Who knows? Who knows what, you know, who's right or wrong? It doesn't matter. Here's, here's the thing that we need to think about. Some of the saddest events that have transpired in the recent everything that's happened around the number of people who uh, have been sick and all of this um, 
is that there's a significant number of people who just believe these lies. They just lap them up like a cat laps up milk. Um, They're being fed these lies. Um, I won't name any source of that. (coughs) Fox News. But I will say that it's a significant number. It's a disturbing number. Maybe 30% of our population, I think, is a number that's bantered around quite a bit. Um, A projection of the number of people who just, who buy this stuff that's being fed to them. They're trusting entities to care for them and provide an America of wealth, prosperity, opportunity, good old American dream, right, guys? Good old American dream, apple pie, Chevrolet. That dream died a long time ago. I don't know if some of you noticed when that happened. Probably not. I think it's been so long, a lot of you weren't even alive when it happened. But if you ask any lower socioeconomic citizen or undocumented person or a minority or fringe group, they will confirm that that promise of that dream is out of their reach. And they are trapped in a subculture of deprivation and despair. The ones who still believe in the false promises of systems that will never deliver them from their wretched lives and perpetuate the problem. That's who they're putting their trust in. How messed up is that? It is heartbreaking to see the ignorant and exploited raise their voices to support their oppressors, to defend the very people who do not give a F for them. And they do it with such fervor and allegiance. It's sad to see. What societal constructs created people who so closely resemble the mentally impaired and morally deficient narcissists? Here we go again. I'm coming back to that because this is my thing. Yeah, I have ideas about a lot of things, but the the whole cluster B personality disordered individuals and how they turn the world upside down and destroy everyone in their path. That is my thing. That is my, my narrow swath of expertise. So yeah, we're coming back to that. How are these things similar? The narcissist and the, the, you know, and what's going on with um, that 30% of people because of the blame shifting, cognitive dissonance, word salad, gaslighting, lack of remorse, empathy, lack of empathy, account of, lack of accountability, um, the revision of history. You know, that's a thing that the narcissists do. They revise history so that the facts are not the facts. Don't you see that happening all around you? They're, they're like revising history. They're revising what's happening in real time too and just saying, no, that's not what's really happening. And you're looking right at it and they're saying, no, that's not happening. It's, it's insane. It's insane how much they can twist things and just look right at you and say, yeah, this is reality when it is far from, from it. And it is not a fact. We have to get back to the facts. We have to get back to reality and what is real. What is real? All of it represents the most reprehensible human flaws. This is all playing upon our deepest fears and 
weaknesses and anger and insecurity or whatever. The narcissist cannot develop these qualities, the, the good ones. They can only mimic them and fake it and create a false self to disguise their lack of authentic emotion. Witnessing the current state of, state of the union, it seems as if there are large factions of the country and even of the world who suffer from some type of dysregulated, maladapted personality disorder. I hate to think all of them have this, and I'm not saying that they do, but I am saying it is something that looks very similar. The way that it works looks very similar. So the million-dollar question is this. Will people leverage this crisis, this pandemic, to finally excise the disease that affects the populace and its leaders? Or... Or will we further devolve and denigrate into even deeper income disparity, intolerance, hypocrisy, and hopelessness? Those are our choices, guys. If, if I could breathe life, a healthy heart, and a working soul into my ex-narcissist husband, I would give him my last breath to save him and bring him to life and make him a real boy, like, you know, Pinocchio with the whole wooden boy. Yeah, I would do that for him. I was willing to sacrifice myself for him. In fact, over my almost 16 years with him, 15 years of marriage, I did repeatedly sacrifice myself and everyone around me for him, thinking, yeah, I can fix him. I can heal him. He can be better. I see the good in him. My love was real. Well, it was tinged with some of my own damage and wounding and, you know, addictive attachment issues and all of that. We won't get into that. So, yeah, it you know, it takes two to tango. And I certainly had my share of things wrong with me. But that doesn't change what he was. I'm capable of feeling he is not. Um, anyway, I, I wanted him to be real and to experience things like love and loyalty and intimacy and things that he will never, ever be able to experience. But you know what? I can't do it. I failed. I failed and I was foolish to think that I could ever do it. When I look at the world around me right now, I see it rapidly slipping into the chaos and darkness that comes when the human traits of selfishness, chair, um, that like um, the human traits of selflessness, charity, fidelity, sacrifice, altruism, and all of that are forsaken. They are just forgotten about, and they're replaced with the bad stuff like ego, fear, lust, hate intolerance, and self-indulgence. My ex-husband used to tell me that he had enjoyed a good time. And he said this at the most strange and awkward moments, as if that good time was the alpha and omega of his existence. Like if I had a good time, then everything's cool. If I didn't, then hmm, not so much. You know, but we are not similarly impeded by fantastical thinking and delusions of grandeur like he was. We, you and I, are capable 
of being better and doing better, doing no harm. We can be the helpers, helping, evolving, saying enough of this madness and this whole um, self-destructive and destructive uh, road that we're all on, the same road that the narcissist is stuck on and is doomed to be on for all of his days. I think it's time to wake up from the dream. John Lennon, I love John Lennon, and he once said, the dream is over. I don't think he was talking about this, but my dream ended when my husband took everything and headed for the hills, Um, Beverly Hills, in fact, is where he headed. Anyway, but there is a bigger dream and a bigger promise. They were lies. Stop and look. You have been deceived, just like I was deceived. Do you see the parallel? Do you see the parallel between what the narcissist did to his target, to his uh, fuel supply, to me, and to what is happening in the world around you? We are at a precipice. Some say these are, you know, this is the end, and others, the whole new collective consciousness things. You know, maybe they're both right, and maybe they're both wrong. I don't know. You don't either. They don't either. Nobody knows. It's all going to be a surprise how this plays out. But we have to do more and do differently and do better if we want to survive not only the novel coronavirus, but also to to survive um, the transformation that is happening, whether we are ready for it or not. And this is a time of transformation. Don't look away. Don't deny it. Don't believe the stuff that they tell you. This is a game changer. The world will change. My dream that I had for me and for my husband uh, was not reality. And I think your dream, maybe, for this country is also not reality. The things that you were promised in this American dream with the current world order, with this current society, that this culture that we live in, they're never going to materialize probably, you know, maybe a 0.0003 chance that they will. We both need to see that. We both need to see what is real, what is not real, all of that, you know, we, we need to do that. I had to wake up. You can too. It's time for both of us to just let these things go. It was never your dream, and it was never real anyway. This whole idea of what America represents. So I think it's time that we acknowledge that and we all try to just move on together. And so that's my message for today that the journey that we are on with this pandemic, that it is a change, it's a time of change and transformation. How we handle that is going to determine success or failure and what the world will look like moving forward. Excuse me. Excuse me again. But I will also say that I have to let go of things that were not real and not, they were not within my grasp to have, to keep. Just like this 
this dream that many of you think is still real, it's not yours to keep. It's not for you. You have we we all have to just let these things go that are not meant to be. And we have to look at reality, which is kind of ugly right now. The reality of my situation in my recovery from my narcissist, the reality of all of our situations in letting go of an idea about a culture that has failed so many people. It can never be what we need it to be. Just like the narcissist, it is incapable of being those things. It has to be discarded. We have to let go of it and we have to start from scratch, guys. We have to create. We have to build. We have to work together to figure this thing out and to make something better and do something better. Because you know what? If we do nothing, then the crazies out there, the crazy makers, the mentally unsound, the people with horrible intentions, those guys, the ones you don't want in charge of things, they're going to be in charge of things if we do nothing. So we can't let that happen. I can't go back to my narcissist and lead a life that was never real and try to recapture the joy and happiness I felt in that. It was an illusion. And I really see that our situation here in this country right now is a similar kind of thing. We have to open our minds and think of bigger things, greater, better, drastic changes that are going to bring all of the things that we always thought were within our reach, that we could have, that were right there. They weren't. They weren't. We've both been deceived. Foolishly, gullibly led to believe something that could never ever be real or true. So let's let these things go. Collectively, let's all just release the things that are not meant to be. Release the things that are not for the greater good of either us or the world as a whole. Release those things and ask ourselves, how can we create something now that's healthy and that's better and that's going to be a good thing? a healthy, good, wonderful thing that we, that, that we can build this. We can build it. I believe that. I do. So that, that's it for today, guys. Thanks for listening. Share this if you found anything interesting in it whatsoever. We all agree to disagree. You may not agree with my perspective, but I want to give you something to think about at least, or to consider And if you choose not to accept that, then okay, so be it. Uh, We all have our own journey, right? But uh, whatever you do, please be safe. Stay alive. Survive this thing. Live to tell your stories about quarantine. And be smart, you know? You've got plenty of time. You don't have to rush out there and put yourself in harm's way and put other people in harm's way. We can all... um, Think about each other and try to help each other stay safe and stay alive. Okay, until next time, much love. Bye-bye.